taxi. This is the 77 WABC minicast. Where faith matters. The Rev and the Rabbi. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome back. I'm Rabbi Joseph Tasnick. And I'm Reverend A.R. Bernard. Reverend Bernard, we have, once again, the 55th governor of the state of New York, someone who's always on call, never know when he's going to get a call, David A. Patterson. Thank you so much, Governor, for being with us. Well, it's great to be with both of you. Good morning. Yeah. And you're used to being on the air, aren't you? I mean, you get on once in a while. I hear you every so often on WABC. Yeah, I'm on Thursdays and Fridays with John. And then he and I do a little quick interview that will be later this morning that we do every Sunday. And so I definitely get my share of airtime these days. It is always a pleasure. I got to tell you, I always enjoy listening to you because you always have some, you know, new perspective that others haven't seen. Uh, A pleasure. Governor, I want to ask you something. We had a rally in Washington, pro-Israel rally, the largest pro-Israel rally uh, in American history. Close to 300,000 people. Yeah. Every, which is, believe it or not, it's more than the, than the March on Washington. Yeah. And every was, media outlet reported, you know, those high numbers, except the New York Times said thousands marched. That could be 2,000. That could be 3,000. I don't think the Washington Post, someone told me, didn't even have it on the front page. Why, why wouldn't someone accurately report the numbers? Why do we have to be so vague when it's a pro-Israel rally? I think that the political dynamic has not only raised its ugly head during this horrible massacre in the five weeks since, but also in, in the news media. And part of it is that Hamas released some film to um, uh, one of the major networks. And I, I saw this and I was fascinated by it. It was actually them filming the attack, their own attack. Mm-hmm. And they had this big prayer session before they went in. And, you know, they spoke in, in Arabic and, you know, d- uh, different other variations of the language. And then at the end, they all yelled, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, which is, that uh, God blesses this mission. How mm-hmm. could anybody be so demented, even in their religious belief, that they would think that God would applaud the fact that you're killing other children of his? You're killing your cousins. Um, surprise attack. And then the other part of it, and this is where I think the political dynamic influences the media, is that over 60 countries in the United Nations, they must have been sitting by their laptops within an hour and a half of the attack, start scolding Israel for uh, what way they should respond and showing restraint. I have never, I was a history major at Columbia. I have never heard of an action going on like that in my entire life. I've never heard that. Did someone call President Roosevelt? after the attack on Hiroshima on December 7th, 1941, and tell him to exercise uh, caution and, and restraint in, in responding? No, he came on the next day and said it was a day of infamy, and that got our country into the war, and we destroyed the Japanese. And, and, and no one said anything about it because it was a war. Even Germany and Italy didn't say, oh, oh don't hit us back. And so I think that 
what it's doing is it's causing people in the uh, newspaper industry and obviously in the television and, and radio industry, they're the ones having a pause. Uh, you know, while there's this discussion about a pause in, mm-hmm. in the Middle East, they're the right. ones who are having a pause because they can't make up their minds between what's right and what's wrong. Interesting. You know, I, it, it's interesting uh, because I'm thinking about when I kept hearing this past week about the report of automatic weapons that were found supposedly in MRI machines. And when I heard it from CBS, NBC, and even ABC, they emphasized unverified reports. But then when I saw it on the front page of our New York City newspapers, one in particular, uh, it, it, it plastered it across the front page as though it was a verified report. What is it that we are willing, for the sake of sensationalism, to publish something that's unverified? Where is the integrity of the media? Well, that is the sensationalism, Reverend, that particularly at times like this, when uh, tempers are flaring and, uh, you know, people are marching and people are protesting and you have a heightened uh, uh, sense of fear and a rising climate of hatred, I believe, it is the point when the media is supposed to show leadership just like the elected officials, just Mm -hmm. like the law enforcement officials. And they wouldn't miss an opportunity to try to take fiction and turn it into fact. It will sell a few more copies at a time that is so critical to our survival and the survival of so many of our citizens in the United States who happen to be Jewish. And, And the people are not listening with a critical ear. They're just taking it at face value and saying that must be true. And then they repeat it, and then they post it on social media. It's memorialized, and then it is distributed around the world. Rev, Governor, let me ask you this. This was said to me by a number of people, and I have felt this for a while. Anti-Semitism never left us. It's always been there. It was somewhat latent and now has risen to the surface, and it's in the mainstream. You know, um, Rabbi, when I was first elected, and I was 31 when I was first elected, and um, uh, there were this was during the height of uh, Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam and the remarks that were made at that particular time, and the calls for condemnation. And I am <clears throat> at, at least uh, going to be honest about this. I thought it was a case of sticks and stones. In other words, I saw them as a for the most part, small organization who got into the media by being um, outrageous and by making horrible statements. And um, I shared those remarks, even in interviews like the one we're having now. And I was fortunate that some uh, friends of mine in in not only the political world, but in the faith-based world, gave me a pretty good education on what had actually been going on and the different places around the world where the verbal attacks preceded the violent attacks. And that was the beginning of the Holocaust, Mm -hmm. which I didn't know at that particular time. And so I, um, you know, really had an awakening during that time. But over the past, I'd say, I don't know, 15, 20 years, we haven't had 
the kind of um, acrimony going back and forth that we had in the 80s. And I hate to say it, but I thought I, that we had really reached a, a new plateau here. But the worst thing about October 7th was October 8th, mm -hmm. because what it seems to have done is reignited the flames of hatred in different precincts in our country. And I'm appalled by it. I was in a meeting with a group of people. At the end of the meeting, we were just chatting, and somebody said, uh, okay, what's going on in the Middle East? And I said pretty much what I said there. And the other people in the meeting spoke after me, and they were just trying to clean everything up. Um, the, the Palestinians are not the ones who were in this fight. They're the ones who were victimized by it, but they right. were victimized by Hamas, not mm -hmm. by uh Israel, and certainly not by the United States. And if we're in a situation where people aren't allowed to defend themselves, well, that's got to be a new type of uh, philosophy that I never read about in my entire life.